our voice. Our future. Join us as we explore the real power of Youth Rising. Youth Rising. Youth Rising. The Youth Rising podcast by NCS. Hey, I'm Muslim Mahmoud and welcome back to Youth Rising by NCS. This is a podcast for young people by young people. And in this podcast, you're going to hear youth-driven stories from right across England about the issues that matter to young people right now. It may be locked down in the UK, but that doesn't stop us here at NCS Youth Rising from recording another episode. And just like our other recent episodes, everything you're hearing was done entirely remotely. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about sexuality and how the lockdowns impacted LGBTQ youth, zooming into coming out stories in ethnic families. But that's not all, because in today's episode, you're also going to be hearing our lockdown lowdown and our isolation stories, but with a twist. Now, before we get cracking, let me remind you that this podcast is happening all thanks to NCS, the program for 16 to 17 year olds that helps turn all those no you can't into no, we can. Since schools, colleges and even universities are all closed, a lot of young people are finding it difficult. For some LGBTQ people, it's even harder. Not only are they separated from their close friends and families, but for some, they're having to stay locked into unsupportive homes. The whole story about how the LGBTQ people are getting on during lockdown has gone under the radar, which is exactly why our amazing reporter Chloe covered this story. She spoke to a friend who still hasn't come out and hasn't told his family that he's gay. So what you're about to hear is how he's getting on during lockdown. I'm Chloe Taylor and today is very, very special as I'm going to be interviewing one of my very close friends on a subject that is very close to my heart. So I will be interviewing Dao today. Dao is gay and he's Asian. So that makes coming out very difficult because of his family's, you know, religion, their beliefs. And it's even harder in times like this in lockdown where he kind of struggles to be himself. He kind of feels like he's two different people. But I wanted to give him this platform because I wanted him to share his story. And I know for a fact he'll be able to reach out to and relate to thousands of other people and people who may be listening to this. I hope that, you know, his his story can be told and I hope that many others can relate to it. Hi Dowd, tell us about yourself first of all. Well, well hiya, um, my name is Dowd, um, I'm 18 years old, I'm studying acting at college, hopefully taking that on to drama school or uni, and I'm also gay. Who actually knows that you're gay? So, n- not not really, I've never really like um, come out to my, any, any members of my family. I assume they know, just because of everything that's gone on in like my personal life in the past few months and so so no I've never really felt comfortable enough to tell anyone in the family but all my all my friends do know anyone that I like who's not my family that I'm in contact with they all they all know are you comfortable telling anyone in your family that you're gay I am so uncomfortable with like the idea of them knowing just because of like the background because of the religion and everything like that and I think we were raised with the idea that everything to do with gay stuff is forbidden it just makes it even more uncomfortable it just makes you even more scared and so I think that's another reason why I've never ever told anyone in the family what makes coming out harder for you compared to other people I think the thing that makes it even harder to come out for me is the fact that not only am I just gay, I'm 
Asian with it and a Muslim with it and the background that I come from. It's a very strict Islamic family. And so it's just knowing the views and knowing the, their ideas and opinions on it just makes it even harder. It's like you don't, you don't want to say it if you're going to lose your family. You don't want to say it if you're going to lose the connection you have with your mom or you don't want to lose the connection you have with your cousins and your aunties and so it's just even harder when you come from such a strict religious background especially so for me I've never ever felt comfortable in my own skin this is like completely not to say like anyone else is who's not Asian who's not Muslim and who's not brown or black or whatever is they're coming out it's going to be so much easier because it's not coming out is so difficult for anyone in any Whatever colour you are, whatever religion, whatever belief, whatever culture, it's going to be so hard for you. But just because I've seen how they are around it and how they are, how they tiptoe around the topic, they've never really taught us anything from when we were growing up. All we've really learned is that it's forbidden, that's it. And so we've never really been taught it, respect them. We've never been re really taught to just like be nice or be kind to them. It's just that literally it's forbidden. And so that sort of mindset for me just makes me really uncomfortable around the family and so it's even harder to just be. How does that make you feel? It makes me very scared. It does. It makes me terrified because I think of the mindset that my the older generation of my family have given to the younger generation and I think that's what they're going to go on to teach their kids. I've seen the, the way that they are around gay people, my cousins and stuff like that and I've seen how they are, how they speak about it. and I think, you know, if that's what they've taught their kids, imagine when they have their kids, how what they're going to teach their kids, and it's it, it's just scary. And I think it just makes me feel a bit sick. In 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 ten years, I couldn't have my family. Do you know what I mean? Because in in ten years, I want to be comfortable with myself. I want to be happy with my life. So in order to do that, I have to be me. But I can't because of my family. So it, it does it terrifies me that the idea of never being able to see my family, never be able to speak to my family, just because of who I want to lie in bed with that night. Do you feel like you, you can't be yourself at home? If you had asked me that question back in high school, I would say literally, without a doubt, 100%, I could not be myself at home. But I think since coming to college and being around the people that I'm around now, it's given me a, a, a confidence boost and it's made me feel more sure of myself. And I, I don't feel as, as abnormal as I used to. I, don't get me wrong, I, I still do. I feel like... like all, all the stuff to do with religion and all that kind of stuff, I still feel that. And I still feel a heavy weight on my shoulders, but it feels like some of that has been lifted since I've been at college. And the people that I've been around are so reassuring and so kind. And they, they, they treat me with the respect that I should have been treated with all my life. And I think, so at home, I, I don't feel as comfortable as I should. And can you tell me, like, what, what are some ways that you've dealt with this? Because it must be really hard um, have you got any, you know, coping mechanisms? I think now the way that I cope with it is I talk to people and I don't, I, I, I depend on people a little bit more than I used to because back in a couple of years ago, I just bottled everything up and I, I didn't talk about it. I didn't, I didn't want to speak about it. And now I do. And now I speak to my friends and now I speak to, you know, I've, I've got one person that I go to constantly, you know, if I need help, if I've got a problem, if I've, feel like I'm going to overload, I go to that person and, and it's just so reassuring to know that you've got someone there. So if I would recommend anything, I would definitely 100% recommend having someone there to talk to, to speak to about anything. And obviously it must be hard stuck at home 24-7. Now, obviously lockdown is is happening. How's that been for you? Has that 
being difficult or easier as you kind of not have to be two different people every day? Um, with lockdown, I think it's 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 got even scarier for me in a way because I'm constantly on my toes. Like I'm constantly thinking, oh my God, can I just do something to help myself? Can I just do something that's going to, you know, and I've... I actually read it on the on the news a couple of days ago, on like a Snapchat news thing, that they're telling people not to come out during quarantine because you, obviously you don't know the reactions of people. They could abuse you. They could do anything. And I think that, for me personally, that is that is something that we should follow. Like I'm, I would follow that because I'm like, especially someone in my situation who doesn't know whether or not they're going to be accepted, whether or not they're going to be still loved. So I think. I think oh, it's just scarier in quarantine for me. Where do you feel like you can't be yourself? So I, I don't feel like I can be myself when I'm sitting with the family, which is why I spend like literally ninety percent of my life in my room. So I, because I don't, I don't want to do anything that would make them think of anything. So I'm always constantly just in my room, and I'm because that's that's the place, the room, my bedroom, and my bathroom. They're the rooms that I feel most safe in because I don't have to share that space with anyone. I don't have to. I'm alone. I I I, I feel like I, I I can be me when I'm alone. And how does this affect your day to day life? Like, how does it affect you? I think in my day to day life, it's affected me in a way that I've I've gained a bit of more social anxiety. So, like on a normal non quarantine day, I would go to college and then I would come immediately come back home because I have that social sort of I have so much social anxiety like I'm, I'm scared that someone's going to say something because I've been you know because my parents my family have shown me that if you act a certain way people will bully you people will tease you people will will abuse you for that and I think it it's affected me in a way that I've not been able to have much of a, of a social life. I've, I've never been to a party. I've never not been out with my friends. I've never been to the cinema with my friends. I've never been out to dinner with my friends. I've never done any of the basic things with my friends. And I think that has made me feel like I'm, I'm behind in life and that I don't have much of a, I don't, I don't have, I don't have much of a life. It feels like I'm, it doesn't feel like I'm living. It just feels like I'm, I'm surviving. Do you see any solution whatsoever? I think right now, for me, the solution is moving out. Because my the big thing for me now is um, drama schools and universities now, because that's what I'm auditioning for now. And with with drama schools and with universities, you can you obviously get to move out because you're in a different city. So that's my solution. If I move out and I'm under my own roof in my own safe space, it's it's my space. It's my my place. Or just be, you know, who I am, who I who I want to be. What's your advice or message uh, for people who may be struggling with the same thing? I think my advice is stay true to yourself and just just be you. Just do you. That that's my advice. Just stay true to yourself forever and always all right dad well thank you so much for um coming on and sharing your story i really appreciate it i think you're really strong for that for being able to come on here and share your story so thank you well thank thank you for having me thank you for allowing me to share my story secrets are tough to keep 
especially from loved ones or from family. And so as I mentioned previously, we have a second exclusive interview on today's episode. This one was carried out by Lottie, who spoke to her friend from Iran about his challenges hiding his identity from his family for many, many years. Just to introduce myself, my name is Lottie and I normally do research for this podcast, but today we're switching it up and I will be reporting on this issue. Joining me today is one of my best friends, who we're going to keep anonymous to ensure his identity and privacy is protected. So, welcome, introduce yourself. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm alright, kind of bored, but it's alright. I'm really excited to be speaking to you. Yeah, what have you been up to recently? Actually, I've been on a diet, so... Oh my god, I'm proud. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> the amount of Jaffa cakes I've consumed in the last week is... It, it's not okay. <laughs> it's an unhealthy amount. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> could you, without saying your name, obviously, could you just introduce yourself to people listening and tell them a little bit of background about where you're from originally and kind of where you've moved around as you've been growing up? So, I was born in Iran and I moved to England in uh, December 2013 and and how old were you then 10 or 11 I think I think 10 yeah oh, okay and we lived in London for about six months and then we moved to Southampton where I got to meet you Woo-hoo! my best friend <laughs> but that was in year eight so in year seven I was in a different school and then year eight I moved to your school in year 11 my parents decided to move again to london yeah thanks guys <laughs> here i am today <laughs> so you, you really have moved around a lot um, oh yes yes yeah, so you started off living in iran yes iran's view on lgbt people are is, is unfortunately not very good and it is one of the places that is unfortunately where lgbt people are at risk of the death penalty so um, how has that affected your parents and your extended family's beliefs on that community yeah sadly that's true and for me my parents are very strict Mm. which kind of really sucks so for most things I don't tell them a lot especially about the LGBT stuff but that they are really nice parents yeah it's just they're from Iran so it's really hard to talk about those stuff with them yeah I get you and then is that the same with kind of your extended family with like aunties uncles yeah pretty much yeah that is annoying and I guess that would have been quite scary when you were a kid being surrounded by that in Iran 24 7 to be honest it wasn't because when I was a kid I still wasn't sure about like who I like oh okay yeah yeah. I remember the first time it was on tv I realized that like gay marriage was a thing oh yeah I actually remembered a few days ago that there was an interview of Obama saying oh now everything is legal and stuff like you can get married and I was like what you why would two men get married and then (laughs) I realized wait a second I kind (laughs) of might like this (laughs) So yeah. No, I completely understand that. And I guess when you when you've been grown up knowing kind of that it's not okay and then you've seen it for the first time, I guess it was a bit of a shock to you. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what the hell? That's the thing. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) And on top of this, I know your family are are quite um not pressurizing, but they do care a lot about your education and your achievement. So how has it been kind of balancing almost not being able to be yourself and kind of having to put on that facade as such and having to put so much work into your sick form study and have that kind of pressure on you 24-7? It's been a long journey and a big struggle. But hopefully next year 
well, not next year, in two years, when we go to uni, <laughs> Woo! I'll be fine, hopefully. But it's but it's been kind of really difficult to prioritize things and your timing. Yeah, I, I guess and you rely on kind of like going out as well and seeing people as your place to just be crazy. <laughs> so how has that been with that kind of taken away? They expect you to um, have a lot of like guy friends. But I'm not good with having guy friends. So I have a lot of friends who are girls. Yeah, they don't really like that at all. No, I get that. Somehow they still don't know that I'm, <laughs> you know, Andy. <laughs> oh, bless you. And <laughs> um, I just want to ask kind of as a, not as like a finisher, but just if you have a message you can give to anyone else in your situation, maybe with who are already out or are in the closet and are with a family who want as nice and as accepting what would your message be to them right now and like how would you kind of give them advice to cope or whatever honestly for so many years i struggled with like my self-image and my body and everything one thing i would say don't care about what other people have to say to you don't care about what bullies have to say to you just surround yourself with good friends good people like you oh <laughs> and i love you so much i love you too <laughs> so <laughs> sad that we are bendy that's <laughs> <But> okay <laughs> so yeah just be yourself love yourself and yeah don't care about what other people say yeah too right <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> i think yeah that is a really important message to end on um and i just want to add that if anyone is listening and is struggling a bit i think it is really important to keep communicating so whether you're talking to a friend like me and my friend are doing right now or a teacher or with an organization like lgbt switchboard or Childline, it is just important to keep that conversation going because you know it can be really difficult and um as you you know yes definitely yeah thank you for sharing your story with us thank you so much for having me oh that is okay you're amazing to have come and talk to us today see you soon thank you to everyone for their stories it really brings some perspective of some of the challenges people face the youth rising podcast by ncs the youth rising podcast by ncs you're listening to youth rising by ncs this whole social distancing and lockdown is here to stay for a bit longer. The days are seriously merging into one another and, you know, it's starting to get a bit confusing. Monday feels like Tuesday, Wednesday feels like Saturday and Sunday feels like Friday. It's all really, really weird. I think everyone's feeling slightly groggy, which is exactly why we decided to switch it up. Every week we listen to how our team is coping during lockdown. In the last episode of Youth Rising, we heard about how people are staying fit in lockdown. Sophie, Callan and Pabdika bravely took on the challenge of doing a Joe Wicks workout every single day. This week we set Sophie and Lottie with the task of upscaling some of their wardrobe. So let's see how they got on. This is Sophie and today I'm upcycling a oversized shirt I've had for quite a while. It was just sat in my wardrobe and I just thought I can actually make this into something quite nice and cute. So I need to basically take out the collar, I'm going to take out the arms and I'm going to do that by picking it with a picker because we've got some fancy sewing stuff in our house. And then I am going to sew up the ends with some snazzy colours. I'm not sure what colour yet. I'm just going to see what I've got. Uh, and I'm going to sew up the arm ends. Not sew them up, but um, neaten them up around the ends. 
and also the collar and the other arm and then I'm gonna see where I am from there and decide what my next move is. Hey guys, it's Lottie. Um, so today I have been challenged to upcycle a piece of clothing I was gonna throw out. And when I heard this, my first thought was, oh God, I can't do anything fashion fashion-y that's not even a word so i'm looking through my drawer and for our charity bag to have a see if there's anything that i really don't want and i found this t-shirt which is a just an old top and i really did like it but it is a bit out of date like i don't think i'd wear it now just because that's not my fashion sense anymore so i'm thinking i crop it just fraying the ends to make it look a bit more like i don't know cool <laughs> and then possibly cutting the neckline a little bit as well. But I don't know if I'm gonna do that with this shirt. It might be fine as it is. Yeah, that's the plan and it is definitely gonna go wrong. But you know what the beauty of it is? I'm not hurting the environment and it's good fun. And you can laugh at me when it does go wrong. So yeah, I'll update you. Okay, so I have just finished sewing my t-shirt. I haven't sewn in honestly the longest time ever, probably since like textiles in year eight, which was a long time ago. <laughs> but I basically just done a running stitch all the way across, just one way. I haven't done it back just because I was worried about not having enough thread to go all the way around um, across my arms, both my arms and my collar. I've done it all red. And yeah, I've done my arms a little bit bunchy because I quite like that. But I really struggled to try and make it even on both sides. So it's now going to go into the wash to give it a clean before I set my drawer in. And I'm going to do a little fire flame coming out of the pocket because I just think that'd be quite cute in a little unique bit. So I'm going to draw that and then I'm going to template it on. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. And then I think I'm going to sharpie it. So we'll see how that turns out. Hey, I'm back. So <laughs> I have cut it and it's a little bit wonky, but I think I can get away with it. And I actually quite like it. So I'm pretty proud of myself there. Um, so to cut it, all I did was try it on. Literally put a pen mark kind of roughly around one of the cut and cut it. So I'm now going to try fray the edges and then have a look and see if I want to cut the neckline. But I think it's fine as it is. Uh, but it just shows like you can have a pair of scissors and do whatever you want and have no talent like I do. And actually it's turned out okay. So yeah, um, and if it doesn't turn out okay, it's funny. So there you go. Okay, so I have finished my upcycle of my the t-shirt. I am actually kind of really impressed by it. I didn't think it'd go badly, but I didn't think it'd go this well. I decided to draw a little fire flame coming out of the top pocket. It's yeah, it's definitely a summer top. It's tied at the bottom, but it's got like no arms so I can get my arms tanned. Not that I'd never upcycled, but I never thought it'd look this good. Like the flames leaked a tiny little bit, but because because I use Sharpie colouring it in, I outlined it with orange with an orange thread. I outlined both colours in the same orange. And it actually kind of makes it stand out a little bit more, like even though it's orange anyway. But yeah, so I am so impressed by this and I'm definitely gonna upcycle more clothing over just donating them because I definitely think I get more wear out of my clothes. But yeah, I've really enjoyed this challenge. Thank you so much. Hi everyone, I'm back and um, it's been a few days later now. So my mum has tried to help me fray this t-shirt. I've tried to fray this t-shirt. We've done everything we can and we just, it isn't seem to working. So we're gonna leave it. And we think after the lockdown is over, we're gonna fold up the bottom and then sew it. So it just is a bit more neat to where it's been cut. Uh, but for now, do you know what? I'm pretty happy with it. I literally just cropped it and it is like a whole new t-shirt. Yeah, I would definitely be doing this again and I would encourage everyone to. 
That sounded really, really interesting. I might give that a shot. Now, here's your chance to get involved. I want everyone listening to try out upscaling some of your wardrobe and tell me how you got on with a short voice note. Once you're done, send it over to our email, youthrising at somethingelse.com. Note, there's no G in something. I know it's a bit weird, but in our next episode, if you guys send it in, we're going to share as many as we can and hopefully hear some of your voices. Now it's time for this week's Lockdown Lowdown. Each week in lockdown, we're asking the Youth Rising team for their lowdown and their recommendations on a particular topic. This week, it's all about what they've been listening to. So take a listen to some of their recommendations. Some podcasts I've been listening to are James Acaster's Perfect Sounds, where he and a guest talk about music from 2016, as well as James features contractual obligation, which is mainly him asking experts stupid questions. I've actually been listening to a lot of old sort of classic songs, stuff by Britney Spears, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Queen, especially if you're feeling a bit down. Um, it's nice to just put them on really loudly and dance about the house. But yeah, and I've also been listening to a lot of video essays as well about movies and that because it also feels educational. So I feel like I'm exercising my brain a bit more rather than just watching a movie. I get to really understand it. For music, it's mainly fluctuated between Niall Horan's heartbreak weather, the sun is shining, we can't go outside, the irony is not lost on me. And Disraeli's The Unmaster, which is an interesting blend of... Uh, it's hard to describe. Just go listen to it. It's amazing. And for podcasts, this one, Youth Rising by NTF. During lockdown, I've been listening to a lot of Panic of the Disco, which is one of my favourite bands. I've been also listening to a lot of new stuff. I'll just put YouTube on random. Um, I'll put my music selection on shuffle and I'll just play through and see what catches my attention. During lockdown, I think one of the best bands to listen to is My Chemical Romance. Been listening to some Bring Me the Horizon and Panic at the Disco. I'm not sure if this counts as a podcast, but I've been listening to TED Talks recently throughout lockdown. It's been enlightening and helpful and because they're quite interesting. One point I started listening to jazz music because of Whiplash, which is my favourite film. So I ended up listening to some jazz music because I thought well, it sounds interesting. Hiya, it's Babadika. So I've come to the realisation that I don't really listen to that much uplifting music. But if I had to give my recommendations, then I've got May Muller, any song by her. This one mix, LM5. Stormsea, Heavy as the Head. Calm by Five Seconds of Summer and Hypersonic Missiles by Sam Fenter is a classic. In terms of podcasts that I've been listening to, I really like listening to The Inquiry and The Analysis because they're kind of informative podcasts and they do talk about the coronavirus and like give you a deeper understanding. But they also talk about different topics in depth and I found that really interesting. So I've been really getting into more musicals than I already am into. <laughs> um, I've really got back into Me and Girls Musical, um, which is an awesome album. And I was into it a while ago, but I really rediscovered it and I now listen to it every day. As well as Beatles Juice Musical, love that as well. Okay, so some of my favourite music I've been listening to in lockdown that's helped in my mood it's actually 80s and 90s music so even though I'm an Aussie's baby I've absolutely been digging and absolutely having the best time listening to 80s and 90s 
Thank you to everyone for those amazing recommendations and I might try a few there. Thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode of Youth Rising by NCS. Each week, we're going to be bringing you stories about how the corona pandemic is impacting young people across England, from changes in our day-to-day lives to exploring our brand new futures. Join us next week as we're going to be looking at how the lockdown is affecting communities. We're going to be looking at how communities have continued to grow and new groups that have formed during the pandemic. And on top of that, we're going to be bringing you some more stories about lockdown. So make sure you tune in next week. Youth Rising. Youth Rising. Youth Rising. By NCS.